Welcome back to PHM Experience, the podcast. We are so excited to share this week's sermon with you on today. Bishop Dwayne L. Bull is bringing the word once again, and the focus of this week's sermon is bringing glory to God. Amen. In Ezekiel 28, the Bible says, the word of the Lord came again unto me, saying, Son of man, say unto the prince of Tyrus, thus saith the Lord, because thine heart is lifted up, and thou hast said, I am a God, I sit in the seat of God, in the midst of the seas, yet thou art a man, and not God, though thou set thine heart as the heart of God. Behold, thou art wiser than Daniel. Mm, Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the feedback. Amen. Thou art wiser than Daniel. There is no secret that can hide from thee with thy wisdom and with thine understanding thou hast gotten these riches and hath gotten gold and silver in thy treasures by thy great wisdom and by thy traffic hast thou increased thy riches and thine heart is lifted up because of thine riches therefore thus saith the Lord God because thou hast set thine heart as the heart of God Behold, therefore, I will bring strangers upon thee and terrible, terrible of the nations, and they shall draw their swords against the beauty of thy wisdom, and they shall defile thy brightness. They shall bring thee down to the pit, and thou shalt die the deaths of them that are slain in the midst of the seas. Wilt thou yet say before him, that slayeth thee, I am God, but thou shalt be a man and no God in the hand of him that slayeth thee. Tenth verse, thou shalt die the death of the uncircumcised by the hand of strangers, for I have spoken and saith the Lord God. Moreover, the word of the Lord came upon me, saying, Son of man, take up a lamentation upon the king of Tyrus, and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord God, Thou sealest up the sum full of wisdom, perfect in beauty. Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering. The sardis, the topaz, the diamond, the beryl, the onyx, the jasper, the sapphire, the emerald, the carbuncle, and gold, workmanships, thy tabrets of thy pipes was prepared in thee in the day that thou was created. How can you be God if you were created? 14, for thou art the anointed cherubim that covereth, and I have set thee so. Thou wast not, thou wast upon the holy mountain of God. Thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Thou wast perfect in thy ways from the day that thou wast created till iniquity found in thee. By the multitude of thy merchandise, they have filled the midst of thee with violence, and thou hast sinned. Therefore, I will cast thee as profane out of the mountain of God, and I will destroy thee, O covering cherub, from the midst of the stones of fire. Thy heart was lifted up because of thy beauty. Thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by reason of thy brightness, and I will cast thee to the ground. And I will lay thee before kings, and they may behold thee. Thou hast defiled thy sanctuaries by the multitude of thy iniquities, by the iniquity of thy traffic. 
Therefore will I bring forth a fire from the midst of thee. It shall devour thee, and I will bring thee to ashes upon the earth in the sight of all them that behold thee. And all they that know thee among the people shall be astonished at thee. Thou shalt be a terror, and never shalt thou be any more. Woo, my God, what a powerful scripture that is right there. This is the scripture that the prophet speaks of Satan's fall from his position with God. We must understand that Satan, as the world depicts it, is this red little demon running around with a tail and a pitchfork, amen, and with horns. But you must understand the original state of Satan's creation was, amen, a cherubim, an angel of the Lord, an archangel of the Lord, whose assignment was to cover or to or to accentuate accentuate the glory or the or the mountain of God. You must understand his job, his assignment was to bring glory to God. He was the minstrel. He was the sound. He was the worship team. He was the one who brought forth uh, the praise and the admiration on the holy mountain of God. And because of the celebration that he was able to create, because God created him to celebrate, amen, he got beside himself and he sinned against God. He fell from his high position and now there is an opening in glory. There is an opening, amen, because now that which used to cover, that which used to exalt, that which used to uh, uh, lift up the name of the Lord, Jehovah, is now out of a job. And so now God raises up in Eden man. He brings man into not just a position of authority and power, but he releases the ability to cover the mountain of God to man. No wonder Satan cannot stand us. No wonder Satan cannot handle us because we've been given not only the authority, but power and the glory to be able to, to lift up the name of Jesus. And so in this scripture, we see how wonderful and beautiful Satan was when he was in order with God, when he was in a place of obedience with God. Isn't it true that many of us start out in such an incredible position of grace and power, but no matter how beautiful you are, no matter how powerful you are, if we allow sin to get into our lives, it will cause a destruction to everything that God created us to do. Satan lost his position with God because of his arrogance, because of his pride, because of his lust to have something. How can the created think they can ever be greater than the creator? But even us as humans sometimes fall into this trap. And it's important in this season that we do not make that mistake. I am speaking to you on today because we have a very sensitive and very valuable and a very priceless assignment on our lives. Our lives are been, has been designed by God to bring glory to God. Oh my God. Many of us say, I give glory to God every time I go to church. But glory goes beyond just the clapping of the hands and just the yelling of, the, of your tongue or the stomping of your feet. Amen. When we give glory to God, we are the people that represent 
God and his word and his spirit on planted earth. It is imperative as believers that we understand that to give glory to God, we must deny oneself. And that can be challenging, but every time we choose God, every time you choose the word of God over the impulses of your flesh, you ultimately are giving glory to God. Whenever you desire to practice the word of God in your life, even though it may seem as though you are taking a personal loss to practice the glory of the practice, the word of God, you are bringing glory to God. In this season, in this time, while people are being challenged from the left and the right, we must be a people that maintain the integrity of the call of God on our lives. Yes, everybody at the sound of my voice has a call, has a charge to keep in a God to glorify. Yes, eh, yes, you could, amen, become phobic and you could become panicked and you could become, you could lose your mind like many people are. But I believe that there's enough faith in you to stand up and understand no matter how many weapons are formed, no matter how many challenges are around you, that you're going to maintain the integrity in the name of God in your situation because we are the people that bring glory to God. Hallelujah. We're going here now into the word of the Lord some more. If you go to Exodus, the 33rd chapter, in the 22nd verse, it reads, And it shall come to pass, while my glory passes by, that I will put thee in the cliff of the rock, and will cover thee with my hand while I pass by. Well, this scripture speaks of Moses because Moses wanted to see the glory of God. He wanted God to show him his glory. Glory to God. He says, He says, Look, I can't show you, amen, my direct glory, because if I did, you would fall and die. But I'm gonna put you in a position where as I walk by you, you'll see me as I'm passing. Glory to God. This revelation of God being able to reveal to his servant his true essence and his true power and his true presentation is a gift. Whenever God reveals himself to a person. It is a gift because once, if you ever noticed, I don't know if you ever did the study, but Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible, the Pentateuch, we call it. And I mean, Moses was not alive when Genesis was being created. Moses wasn't there, amen, to be able to describe what was happening on the first day to the sixth day. And how did Moses know that on the seventh day God rested, but yet he penned it in the Pentateuch as if he was a eyewitness? Well, I come to challenge you that actually he was, based on this scripture, that little glimpse of glory showed Moses the beginning of all creation, gave Moses the insight and the revelation, glory to God, because one, when you look into the glory of God, it not only shows you the past, he is the, he is, he is the beginning, he is the past, he is the present, and he is the future. And so when he walked by, he got a glimpse of what already happened. So he had the revelation to be able to write about the first five books of the Bible, even though himself physically wasn't there, God brought him in a download in computer world. We say it was a download that he received when the glory of God walked by. 
And so we're here. We see here in the word of the Lord in Exodus and also 1 Kings 8 and 11. It says, so shall the priest, 1 Kings 8 chapter 11th verse, so that the priest could not stand to minister because of the cloud. Oh, this is another description of his glory. Uh, one description of his glory. Amen. And we see here that the glory of God came into the tabernacle and the glory was so thick. The cloud was so thick that the priest could not stand for the glory of the Lord had filled the house of the Lord. His presence, his power, his anointing is unstoppable. Amen. We must understand that we have been gifted. We've been blessed to be able to be glory givers. Amen. We have the power to give glory to God. Every time you clap your hands, every time you celebrate, every time you acknowledge the Lord, the Bible says in all thy ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. Lord have mercy. When we recognize God in a, in, in a sinful environment, it brings the glory in the awareness of God. It is important that we maintain our status, that we continue to understand that our job is not just to buy a house and a car and a picket fence and to have a retirement. No, no, no. Our job as believers on the earth is to cover even heaven with our praise and with our lives and with our confession and with our faith. Our job is that we replace Satan on the mountain of God. And every time churches all over the world, when we magnify God, when we come together, when we worship together we are covering we are releasing god's glory not just on earth but in the mountain of god also blessed be the name of the lord it is important in this season that we understand the glory of god first chronicles 16 and 27 says glory and honor are in his presence oh we can stop right there the bible says in first chronicles uh, 16 and 27 Glory and honor are in his presence. Strength and gladness are in his place. Glory to God. Glory and honor are in his presence. Don't you understand that we have the power as the church to now not summon the presence of God, but he dwells in the presence of his people. Lord have mercy. When you begin, uh, he, he, he dwells in the, pre his presence is in, the, he dwells with the worshipers that worship him in spirit and truth. Every time you clap your hands, every time you give glory unto God, every time you lift him up, uh, I know Satan wants you to feel sad and mad and upset and feel sorry for yourself because he knows this is not going to attract the presence of God. But even in the worst times of your life, I challenge you to lift up your hands, all you people, and bless the name of God and lift your voices. And I promise you, as a blood-bought believer, when you lift up the name of Jesus, his presence will come. And if his presence will come, so shall his glory and so shall his honor. Now, what does that mean? His glory, amen, is his power, is his revelation, is his essence. But his honor is his gifts, his resources, his deliverance, 
and is healing. Lord, have mercy. Do you understand? Not only does glory come when you praise God, but his honor comes. Amen. God says, when you lift me, he said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto thee. Uh, uh, that's a revelation all by itself. We've been saying that scripture for years to get people to get saved. They said, if you lift up the name of the Lord, people will come to God. But the revelation goes a little deeper than that. The true revelation of this, another, another, Another part of the onion that I'm peeling back is that when you lift up the name of Jesus, God says, I'll bring you to where I am. Lord, have mercy. Amen. When you recognize me in your daily walk, when you when your conversation is based on my word, when, you're, when you live a life that brings honor and glory to my name, then I'll bring other men to the level where I'm at. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. When you lift up the name of Jesus with your lifestyle, amen, other men around you, men and women and children, will be lifted up. That's why people come and get saved because they watch the glory of God on your life. They watch how you handle trouble and tribulations. They watch how you have the right attitude in a wrong situation and they see the power of God working through your life and it creates a desire to have what you have. They don't know what you have but they keep following you because they see glory. Lord have mercy. Have you ever noticed that even when you're going through something personal. Glory to God. People always want to come and pull on you. I need your help. I need your counsel. I, do you understand that I'm going through some stuff myself? Why would you ask me for help? It's not because they see you. It's because they see the God that's on your life. They see the glory that's on your life. And when you see glory, you see help. When you see glory, you see resolutions. When you see glory, you see increase. When you see glory, you see real resources to help with. I've had times when I've needed money myself in some kind of way believing God made me look like I had money. <laughs> and people would come to me and say, I need to borrow some money. I know you got it. And then they realized I was short to pay the rent. I was short to pay the mortgage. I was behind on the car note. But it doesn't matter because when we walk by faith and not by sight, God's glory is our gift. He crowns us even with his glory. That's why it's important that we never try to steal his glory because he gives it to us freely when we honor him first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness. The Bible says he'll add these things unto you. If we would just seek him first. Lord, have mercy. Let me tell you something about glory. Glory is not something that we desire. Glory is what we give to God. We give glory to God. Our job is to live a life so holy before him that when men see us, they see God. A life that even to the place where we deny ourselves, Jesus made it very clear. He said, if you're going to be my disciple, you must deny yourself and follow after me. That's not always easy. But if my assignment is to, if I understand my assignment correctly, uh-oh, uh-oh, I thought religiously that the assignment was when I got saved, then God now had to please me. Then now oh, I pray that he would please me. I come to church, he should take care of me. If I, if I help somebody, I, 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 things should work out for me. But let me tell you something. Hmm. 
If, if you think that your salvation is now going to make God your slave, you got another thing coming. He did not die to become your slave. He came to become your savior. And so it is imperative that you understand that once he gave his life for you on that cross, Jesus Christ I'm talking about, now, amen, that we can have an opportunity to have eternal life, we now have, check this out, you ready? We now move from slave status where we have no will of our own, we have no conscience of our own, we have no ability to even dream or have vision on our own. He shifts us from being, amen, amen, spiritually blind, spiritually deaf, spiritually dumb to shifting us into the realm of the supernatural and now for the first time we have the ability to recognize that which is important and valuable in our walk we have the opportunity to recognize and worship god in spirit and in truth we have the opportunity listen to me we're not slaves anymore we're now free men with free wills to now choose whom we're going to serve key word whom are you serving? Is this walk, is your church relationship, is your functionality of being a Christian based on how God serves you when it really should be how we serve God? <laughs> I challenge you. I challenge you because the true fulfillment of your walk is not so much what God does for you because he's already done everything for you. It's really, amen, when judgment day comes, it's not going to be a list or a resume of what God did for you. When judgment comes and when every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess, it's going to be based on your obedience and your functionality and your fulfilling destiny and purpose while you have the time on this earth. We look at the people who have the one talent and the two talent and the ten talent. The great master gave them the talent, but what they did with it determined their judgments. The one with the one buried it and brought no increase. The one with the two doubled it. The one with the five doubled it. And when the good master came back, he rewarded the ones who took what they had and they brought more increase. The one who buried it and did nothing with their gift and their talent and their talent. Amen. They lost what they had and they were cast away. It's not enough to be saved in this day. The question is, what are you doing with your salvation? What in the time comes, when it comes to reconcile the books, what side are you going to be on? Asset or liability? Lord have mercy. Are you, are, are you one that's bringing increase to the kingdom of God? Or are you making deductions from the balance sheets? Huh. Joshua's made it very clearly to us. He told his people once Moses dead, he said, Moses is dead and I'm in charge now. I need you to choose you this day whom you're going to serve. Make a decision. Are you going to be an asset or a liability? Are you going to bring increase to the kingdom? Because when you bring increase to the kingdom, when you expand the body of Christ, that brings glory to God. Oh, well, things are difficult. Oh, it's, it's harder now. Oh, I can't just witness like I used to. Oh, I don't have the ability to touch people like I used to. Amen. We have to make adjustments to be productive. Every one of us right now in our natural lives have had to adjust to still bring increase to our families. We've had to take different jobs. We've had to change how we do our jobs. We've had to go to Zoom. Amen. Zoom meetings instead of face-to-face -face meetings. We've had to, we've had to be able to work out of our homes. We've had to have, we've had had to uh, 
train our children, amen, instead of our teachers training them. All of us have had to make adjustments because of our new environment. Come on, we can't make excuses in this season. There are still souls that need to be saved, lives that need to be changed. We still got a power in our tongue. We still have the ability to witness. There is still glory that needs to be generated. And every time you expand the kingdom of God, there are glory, there's a glory that's released that impacts the people of God. Satan is just sitting back licking his chops. Amen. Uh, he's salivating on all these souls that we're just letting stay to the wayside. But we have a call to call these people out of darkness into this marvelous light. It is imperative in this season that we be the people of God that cry out in this season of the power of God is still alive. We are the people that speak the faith of things instead of the fear of a thing. We are the people that speak about the miracles of God instead of the death of our society. We are the people that reverse the curse. We are the people that pull down strongholds. We are the people that change the atmosphere with our worship and our praise. We are the change makers. We are the game changers. You are still powerful in the things of God. Get up from your seat and realize you still got a charge to keep and a God to glorify. Woo, I'm getting excited up in here. The Spirit of the Lord is speaking to us in here. It's important. God wants his glory. Psalms 29 and 2 says, Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Read that again, preacher. Psalms 29 and 2 says, Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. It's not a choice. We don't have a choice. It's a command. You give unto the Lord the glory that's due unto his name. It's not if the bills get paid this month. You still got to give him the glory that's due. In other words, he's already paid for your eternal, lifelong recognition of his existence. He doesn't have to do anything else for you to, to qualify for you giving him glory. He has already done all that he needs to do for you for the rest of your life. Be, be it you have money or don't have money. Have a friend, don't have a friend. Got a family, don't have a family. Sick or well, it doesn't matter if they like you or don't. Glory of God has already been paid in full on the cross when Jesus died for your sin and allowed you to be one with Christ and one with the Father again and now you are born again for eternity and no longer have to be a slave to satanic and demonic strongholds. That alone gives you the, the command to give glory to God for the rest of your life. Psalms 29 and 2 says, give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Whew. Do you hear what I'm saying? Let me tell you something. I know since you haven't been able to really go to church lately, some of us have slid in our morality. Some of us have slid and slid in our integrity. Some of us have slid in the keeping of our flesh and maintaining of our consecration. 
because we don't have the saints or the mothers to be able to check us out. We don't have that conviction of human righteousness, but understand that the eyes of the Lord are in every place beholding the evil and the good. Part of our responsibility is to worship the Lord, what? In the beauty of holiness. It is still our responsibility, even though we're not able to gather like we're used to, even while you're alone in your house, even while you are, are segregated, even though you're separated. Amen. If the Bible makes it very clear. He says, come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. And then the Bible says, then I will receive you. In other words, amen, God is still requiring a holiness lifestyle. I've seen ministers and missionaries, deacons and people who had titles in churches now on Instagrams and on Facebooks showing a more worldly presentation where six months ago you would have never seen them presenting themselves or their bodies like that. Things have slid in their integrity, slid in the consecration. Their, their awareness of who they are has kind of diluted because we're not, we're sometimes, we're only, we only keep appearances around humans not realizing it's not the humans we need to keep the appearances for. It's almighty God. It's God that we must honor. It's God that we live for. It's God that we live holy for. Amen. Just because people around you think you got it going on, God knows our hearts. He knows the intents of our minds. He knows the, every thought that comes out of us and everything that goes through, even the words that we don't speak. He knows it when we think it. So why will we deceive ourselves? Just because we're not in the house of God, just because we're not in the sanctuary, that what, you think the holiness piece is on hold while COVID is going on? Oh, no. Even more so, we should be maintaining our holy lifestyle and status before God. Because while this trauma is going on, people are watching the saints. Don't you understand? People know you went to church. <laughs> People know that you had title before this happened. You didn't drop your title because the church is not open. You're still the intercessor. You're still the minister. You're still the deacon. You're still the elder. Yes, you're still the pastor. Yes, you're still the bishop. Yeah, you're still the apostle. Amen. The, the anointing and the command that's on your life is still upon you. It hasn't lifted just because you can't have church. Hmm. The Holy Spirit, I got to go, y'all. I got to go. I'm running out of time. The Holy Spirit is demanding, he's commanding us to maintain our integrity. God has made us glory makers, not glory takers. God will not share his glory. Have the correct purpose and reason to do the things will dictate the actions of the person. Amen. The reason why I live holy it's not to impress you. The reason I live holy because I want to bring glory to God. The reason why I deny myself is because I want to honor the Lord with my life. He honored me by giving his life. As least I can do is honor him by willfully surrendering my life. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness. And the Bible says he'll add all these things unto you. Oh, I know I'm getting on you this morning. Normally, we're talking about the press down, shaking together, running over. But what good is the press down, shaking together, running over if God's not getting glory out your life? 
What good is the double, the triple? What good is the, uh, the overflow if God's not getting glory out your life? You got to remember, Satan's main assignment is to destroy anything that can give God glory. Anything and anybody who has taken his position on the mountain of God, you are now his arch enemy. He is mad because you replaced him. Every time you celebrate God, every time you choose righteousness over a sinful action, every time you maintain your assignment of God, you're bringing glory to God and you're bringing another dart into Satan's heart. Let's not surrender in this season. Let's not, let's not bow out. Let us not, let us not fall out. Let us not slide. Let us not, let us not uh, tap out. Let us not forget who we are and whose we are in this season. The glory of the Lord is here. The pure, the pure glory to execute glory in this season, to cover the throne of God is our job. When we lift up the name of Jesus, when we glorify him, when our thoughts are holy before the Lord, when we forgive those who come against us, when we don't allow vengeance and, 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 and hatefulness and spitefulness to rule us, when we are allowed to use the mercies and the grace of God to bring forth change in people's lives, when we're able to, to, to represent Christ in, in terrible moments of our lives, that's what brings him glory. This is our day. This is the moment for the church. This is our time to be a witness. This is our time to be a sounding, a sounding board of his power. This is the time when people are afraid. People are, they're, they're either, in the crazy? They're either afraid or they're reckless. The spirit of wisdom. We as the church have to function and work in the spirit of wisdom. We have to pray for the spirit of wisdom because we got one group that's completely reckless, won't wear a mask, won't attend to the CDC rules, amen, gathering parties and carrying on like nothing's going on. And then we got the other group that won't move, they won't buzz, they're hiding in the closet, amen, the Gideons hiding under the wine press. When the enemy comes to town, they're just hiding. They're not even trying to protect what God has given them. They're not even to protect their harvest. They're just hiding, waiting for the enemy to steal what they want to steal and roll back out of town. We got to find a holy middle here. We got to realize that we can't just hide like Gideon and we can't be be belligerent and just be crazy like the other group on this side. We got to find a holy middle where we fear the Lord, where we exercise wisdom, where we maintain, amen, the assignment that's on our lives because God's glory is in the balance. People are challenging me. Oh, you're going to open back up your church? Yes, I am. Yes, I am because I have an assignment. People, there's souls that need to hear the gospel. There's people that need to be touched. There's souls, amen, it's amazing how first, amen, first responders for the hospitals, amen, for the nurses and the doctors are acceptable. Those people are acceptable. You have no problem with them entering to the hospitals to take care of the flesh of mankind. But you got to understand, I may not be responsible for the flesh of mankind, but I am responsible for the souls of mankind. So, yes, I am a first responder. Yes. I'm praying, amen, and believing God that if I have to put myself in harm's way to get somebody out of harm, amen, that's my assignment. And so, yes, 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 I'm going to do what thus saith the Lord in this season.
I am a first responder. I do believe souls are still in the balance, even more so as people are leaving this earth at young and old ages, healthy and sickly. They're leaving here exponentially. Don't you think they have a right to hear the gospel? Don't you think that someone should be witnessing to them? Amen. Amen. Instead of magnifying COVID-19, shouldn't we be magnifying Christ and the need to be saved in this season? Isn't it? Don't you realize that even if their flesh, amen, terminates, amen, where they wake up is going to be based on did we witness to them? Did we give them an opportunity to accept Jesus Christ? Don't you understand the weight and the responsibility that is still upon our lives? Amen. For these souls that do not know God, do, do not know the gospel, we have a charge to keep and a God to glorify. And so they wake up on the other side and they wake up in hell. And Satan is laughing, says, you would have been saved but I was able to shut the churches down. You would have been saved, but nobody, everybody was so concerned about their own lives, they did not see the need to witness to yours. Satan is laughing because he knows that people are slipping away from this natural world, going into the supernatural, many without the witness of Christ on their life, and he's laughing at us because every soul that we lose Every soul that closes their eyes without accepting Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, they are lost for eternity. Have you forgotten if you close your eyes without Christ, you are lost for eternity? There is no redemption after death. You either accept Christ on this side or you are lost for eternity. People are not preaching that anymore because everybody wants to feel good. But the truth of the matter, the gospel has not changed. Jesus died that you can have life and life more abundantly, but you must accept him on this side of glory. And so I encourage you and I challenge you. I activate you to be a witness in your household. Some of you are not trapped with your family. You have, a, you have a captive audience of your family that you can witness to and lead them to Jesus Christ. You have co-workers that you're working around. Even on the Zoom, you can share your faith with them, and they have an opportunity to accept Jesus Christ. And if somebody gets COVID-19, let's not drop the religious word and say, I'm going to pray for you. Why don't you... Talk to them and say, I know you have the COVID-19. Amen. You won't, you're not going to catch it over the phone. Call them and say, can I pray for your soul? Can I pray to make sure that heaven is going to be your home no matter what happens? We have such a weight on us. The Bible is, the Bible is true. It says my yoke is easy and my burdens are light. But there is a yoke and there is a burden. Please, all over this world, let's not let this COVID-19, let's not let this pandemic steal the glory of God. Let's not let the enemy win in this season. Let's not let the fear and the phobia overtake you to a place where you are now frozen and that your tongue is stuck to being able to share. Come on, let's get the boldness of God back up in our soul. Let's stir up the gift that's within us. Let's begin to fast and pray again. Let's begin to call on the name of the Lord. Let's begin to lay out before the God and begin to wail out to God for the souls of men and women. Let's begin to understand. Let's go back and do our first works over again so that people can see and know the glory of God. 
I'm glad that you're saved. I'm glad that you know the Lord. But there's millions, yes, maybe even billions of people who don't know God.